What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. 1102 in Oklahoma City, along with Tyler Adams producing in studio. My name is Matt Meyer. Welcome into the bottom line on 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports animal. I'm going to be with you until 1 o'clock today, and we want to hear from you at 405-900-WWLS on the Lucky Star line. That number is also the Trade Pros Heat and Air Text Nation line, 405-900-9957. You can reach us on the Sports Animal Twitter feed powered by Mr. Electric at Sports animal and before we bring in a very special co-host today i'm thrilled that uh, this gentleman's going to join me for the show today um here's the question of the day and we're going to get everything going on out there all the uh, conference tournaments and uh, thunderback in action tonight uh news out there about aaron Rodgers this morning sounds like a deal is close to being uh being completed if aaron Rodgers wants it to be completed we'll talk about all that and much much more throughout the show but here is the question of the day that I want to hear from you. Again, the Lucky Star line, 405-900-WWS. Trade Pros Heat and Air Text Nation line, 405-900-9957. And the Sports Animal Twitter feed powered by Mr. Electric at Sports Animal. What do you consider reasonable expectations for the Oklahoma State basketball program? What do you consider reasonable expectations for OSU hoops. We're going to dive into that as the show goes along. Of course, that's kind of been the big story here in the state this week in sports. Will Oklahoma State make the tournament? And uh, this guy knows the answer to that, I am sure. You know, the um, the phrase, the hardest working man in entertainment gets thrown around a lot these days. I don't know anybody who has put in more airtime over the last couple of weeks than this guy. Mark Rogers joins me on the bottom line today. And Mark is at Penn Square Mall. Now, Mark, where exactly are you inside Penn Square Mall? What you have going on? Well, I'm right in between the uh, Love Oki store and the J. Crew store. So uh, we're on the first floor uh, here in Penn Square Mall today. It's the grand opening of the kiosk for sustainable solutions which has all kinds of incredible technology. Uh, one of the things that they do is they can convert air to water uh, with the machine that they have. The high pH balance, which the water is good for you, have to pay a lot more when you go buy the kind of buy water at the store. Uh, and it can be of use of all kinds of things in your house. But that's one of the only or one of the few things that they've got here uh, that they can show you inside this kiosk that can really make your life better with new technology that is out. So, you know, you don't always have to kind of rely on the way things have always been done uh, in the past, there's new and improved ways to do things that can save you a lot of money. I just paid my stupid uh, gas bill the other day. It was a gazillion dollars. So uh, these kind of new energy sources are, are um, stuff that can really help you. So come by and see us today. We'll be here to 1 o'clock. This intrigues me. Can convert air to water? That, that is amazing. Yes, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of water in the air. So this machine can take the water out of the air, and it does it at a pre- high pH balance. Some of the other things that they have is they've got uh, some air filtration type systems where you can put it in your car and you don't ever have to hang that little leaf in there or anything like that. If, mm-hmm. you, uh, if you smoke and your car smells bad or it just smells bad because you stink, uh, then this will take all of that out of the air and it does it almost within an hour. I mean, like it's smelling brand new. So uh, again, that's why you got to come by and see us today. They'll do all those demonstrations for you. 
That is amazing. So Penn Square Mall, and Mark will tell you more about what Sustainable Solutions has going on, a, a brand-new kiosk inside Penn Square Mall. Mark will be there from 11 to 1 as if he doesn't have anything else going on this weekend. Really appreciate hearing from Mark Rogers, and I want to ask him a whole lot of uh, things about high school basketball. He saw a, a fantastic matchup last night uh, between Douglas and Kingfisher that we'll talk about. So a lot of things to get into with Mark, and I want to bounce off the question. I want to bounce the question of the day off of Mark a little bit later, but more Pertinently, here's where I want to start today, Mark. Will Oklahoma State hear their name called tomorrow at 5 o'clock for the NCAA tournament? Man, I really don't know. I mean, I think it's a 50-50 call. I do. Uh, I, I don't think that you're going to say uh, the committee looks at it and goes, okay, we got to put eight Big 12 teams in this year because the Big 12 is a really, really good conference. I think you kind of look at each team based on where they are. They've got going for them that they've got quad one wins. Good teams in this league. That's good. Didn't beat a whole lot of good teams outside the league, but they beat some good teams in the Big 12. One big knock against them is their current form. They have not played well uh, in the last, you know, 10 games. If you look at their record, it's not very good. It's suboptimal. Another thing the committee doesn't do is something that we all do, is look at that last game against Texas or maybe even some of the game against Oklahoma and go, golly, this team is terrible by the eye test. You know, um, I, I think that, you know, to me that there's some other teams in college basketball if you look at arizona state who lost last night to arizona you know their record they're 10 games above 500 oklahoma state is two games above 500 so I, that that kind of factors in i, I think it's a toss-up and to, to be honest with you you know oklahoma was in the same kind of situation last year very rarely do you see a team make a run through the tournament ucla did it a few years back as an 11 seed i got no faith in oklahoma state doing it this year as an 11 seed or wherever they would go into the tournament so I guess am I skirting the question of the day? But uh, I, it's it sounds I think like they're it, in, it, but you think barely. they're in? Barely, barely it's in. Not a okay. Guarantee. I got you. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say they 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 bear, I'm gonna say they miss out. I, I, I don't I don't know that OSU is gonna make the cut tomorrow. Um, just for a couple of projections, and these are strictly the opinions of well-educated people. Joe Lenardi of ESPN. As of now, and this was updated, let's see, this was updated as of this morning at 1.30 our time. So after the games last night, Joe Lenardi has Oklahoma State literally as his first team out of the tournament. Jerry Palm of CBSSports.com also does a projection. He has Oklahoma State literally as his first team out of the tournament. Now, you brought up a, a, a game last night, and, and there were a couple of games last night that I, I do think went OSU's way in terms of bubble teams, not just the fact that they lost, but they lost out in games that could have made a huge impression on the committee. For example, Oregon. Um, Oregon right now is in Joe Lunardi's next four out. He doesn't even think Oregon has as strong a case as OSU. Last night, Oregon got beat up pretty good by UCLA, got outscored seven, by 17 in the second half. Had Oregon knocked off the number two team in the country, that could have made a huge impression on the committee. I think you also, uh, Mark, brought up Arizona State. Arizona State is one of those teams that OSU is um, in contention with in this thing. For example, Lenardi has Arizona State as literally his last team in the tournament. Jerry Palm has Arizona State a couple of spots below Oklahoma State in the pecking order. Arizona State last night, had they 
been able to beat their uh, arch rival, Arizona, that would have made a huge impression on the committee. That did not happen. They also got beat by 19 points last night. So those are a couple of games that did go OU's way, or excuse me, OSU's way. Now, today, as I look at these games today, and and really the, the big games or the games in the big conferences, Mark, don't get started until noon. There's two games at noon. One of them, I think, is worth paying attention to if you're an Oklahoma State fan. Now, Ohio State has had a very disappointing year. You're used to seeing Ohio State be a lot better than what they are. They're 16 and 18 overall, but they are in the Big Ten semifinals. No, I do not expect them to beat Purdue today. Purdue's 27 and 5, the fifth ranked team in the country. Purdue's a seven and a half point favorite. But if you are an Oklahoma State fan, you are definitely rooting for the Boilermakers because Ohio State will not get an at-large bid under any circumstances. The only way they can get in is to the to win the Big Ten tournament. Another game, Mark, that I think uh, Oklahoma State fans need to be paying attention to is in the SEC. Vanderbilt clearly on the bubble. For example, uh, Joe Lunardi has Vanderbilt in his first four out of the uh, tournament right now, and Jerry Palm has Vanderbilt in his first four out. So that's another team that is fighting to get in, uh, not necessarily guaranteed an at-large bid. They are taking on Texas A&M today, and I saw you tweet about this, and I saw it too. That, that uh uh, that was an interesting walk-off after that game by uh, Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman. But anyway, those are a couple of games. He's I think a hole, by the way. Yeah, he he and and the the other uh, staff member did not come across very well. Yeah, but for for, for Musselman, he's been an a hole his entire life. I mean, he's a pretty good basketball coach. But one of the reasons why he hasn't had a big kind of track record of college basketball uh, until he won at Nevada and then Arkansas hired him is because he's got a history of this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wasn't the one that that, that threw the phone down. That was one of his video coordinators. But I think that that's his culture, uh, that kind of stuff that goes on. Um, Not a fan. Not a fan at all of his. A couple of other teams are on the bubble. Plus he dogged my man Todd Furman on Twitter. Oh, did he really? Uh, a couple years ago back. So, well, that's yeah. not very nice. I, hey, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll mark him down in my book for that because Todd's a great guy. Um, yeah, thank you. A couple, uh, couple of other teams. If you're an OSU fan, you need to be paying attention to today. Uh, these teams, as of now, would be in the tournament, according to Joe Lunardi, and I think they would be in, according to Jerry Palm, as well. Uh, Penn State in the Big Ten is taking on number 19 Indiana today in one of those semifinals. Indiana is only a four-point favorite. So if you're an OSU fan, you do not want Penn State to get another quality win on their resume. And then also Utah State today in the Mountain West Championship. Utah State's 26-7. and And there's no – I mean, Lunardi would have them in the tournament, as would Jerry Palm, but there's no guarantee necessarily that they would be in – if they win this game today, they for sure are in because it's the conference championship game uh, against number 20 San Diego State. So those are another couple of teams. If you're an OSU fan, you need to be paying attention to today. Um, Mark, I know you were really busy with high school basketball yesterday, and, and we're going to get into all that. Uh, what stood out to you yesterday? I guess we could start in the Big 12. Um, number three, Kansas. Not much trouble really with Iowa State. They led by eight at the half kind of cruised from there uh you know Jalen Wilson was tremendous at 25 points and 10 rebounds uh the Jayhawks beat Iowa State by 13 and they will take on the Texas Longhorns who defeated TCU yesterday 66 to 60 so I I mean to to me Mark uh, that's uh, 
you know, I know nobody around here is all that big of fans of Texas, or for that matter, there's a lot of people around here don't really care for Kansas, but I think we have the two best teams in the Big 12 playing tonight in the Big 12 uh, tournament championship game. Um, I, I, I do think that, uh, to me, I think, like I told you a couple weeks ago, I think Kansas is the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. The, the fact without Bill Self that they handled West Virginia very easily and then kind of cruised by Iowa State yesterday, um, I don't know how important this game is to either of these teams today. Conference tournaments are hard to figure. They're one of the most unpredictable times of the year to make wagers on teams. Um, so I think next week when you get into the real tournament, Kansas plays the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games in Kansas City. Hopefully Bill Self will be back by then. I think they're going to be really, really tough to beat. Uh, Texas is good. A lot of second-year guys that have come in on NIL, deep, size, guards. I mean, there's a lot to like about that team. Um, if they can beat Kansas twice and they can beat them on a neutral floor, I think that tells you that they've got a ton of potential in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I, I think they play good enough defense. I think it was a good win over TCU yesterday now that TCU is healthy, uh, that that is a, is a big-time win because I think a healthy TCU is – Certainly a top 15 to top 20 team in the country. We are getting feedback both on the uh, text, uh, the text nation line, trade pros heat and air text nation line and on Twitter, the sports animal Twitter feed powered by Mr. Electric on Oklahoma state basketball. We have a text in from the nine one eight. We asked a couple of questions about OSU, you know, as far as, you know, do you think they will get in the tournament and what are reasonable expectations to be in the uh, for Oklahoma state basketball as a whole uh, text from the nine one eight says the way they played against Texas, they absolutely do not deserve a tournament bid. And this person also says reasonable expectations would be to make the tournament and contend for the Sweet 16. Uh, And then on Twitter, um, the uh, Mike Boynton apologist, we appreciate him checking in, says they should be in the NCAA tournament every single year. They aren't a blue blood but are close, a top 20 program all time, seventh and final four appearances. Um I'm not going to argue necessarily. You know, I'm not, not going to argue with facts. If, if that's what they are, seventh and final four appearances, that's fine. Um, I know, Mark, uh, from reading your response, uh, you said you, uh, this person definitely overshot this. Um, yeah, I, I think to say they should be in the NCAA tournament every single year is a stretch, and I, I've got my reasons why for that. But, but Mark, what, uh, what, what do you think about uh, people checking in on this? Um. I think it's a good program. I think that you have to be careful, and it's a little bit of the same way with OU, is that you have a good coach, then you got a good program. Uh, when Eddie Sutton was at Oklahoma State, they went to the tournament every year, and the game's in the tournament every year, and they never lost in the first round of the tournament. Uh, he was fantastic. So uh, when Henry Iba was there, they won two national championships. When Billy Tubbs is at Oklahoma, they went to the tournament a lot. Uh, when Kelvin Sampson was OU, they went to the tournament a lot. And they went to Final Fours, and all those coaches went to Final Fours. So Mike Boynton is not that coach. So they're not that program right now. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take him to be that coach. Um, I don't know if that's possible. I, I, some of the things that I see right now with the OSU offense, that it's just same problem year after year after year after year, and they've had talent. Uh, it is absolutely not correct for either school right now to have an expectation of going to the tournament every year with the current state of the Big 12. It might change for Oklahoma when they leave and go to the SEC because that league has some available wins in it. This year, the Big 12, you had to go earn every game. There was no gimme or no layup. Um, You could get beat any night on your home floor 
or on the road. So I, I think that you're going to have to kind of look at things, the totality of, of above. Um, you don't have to go pay a coach a bunch of money to come in and turn your program around. But if you're, if a coach comes in and turns the program around, say a little bit of the way when they hired Brad Underwood, you might have somebody else offer him $3 million a year, $3.5 million a year, and you're going to have to step up to match it if you want the program to reach that success. I know I'm getting long-winded here, but you also have to have fan support. And I don't think either school has great fan support right now. Students aren't real activated. Uh, and one of the one of the ways to get student support and to get fan support is to win. Just ask the OU softball team. They got more fans than they can put in a stadium, but they're winning. So it's that's a, a chicken and the egg type of thing. Um, and I know everybody tries to drum up support, but unless you go win, uh, then it's kind of a waste of time to try to get everybody activated about coming to the games. We're getting more feedback on Twitter. We'll also take your text messages. And if you want to call in on the uh, phone lines, the Lucky Star line, 405-900-WWLS, you can do that as well. Text the show, Trade Pro Seat and Air, text Nation line at six, at, uh, well, that number's changed now. It's now the same number as our call-in line, 405-900-9957, at Sports Animal on Twitter. I've got my thoughts on this. Uh, my thoughts align a lot with what Mark just said. We'll talk about that coming up next. We'll talk about the rest of college basketball as we get ready to find out the field of 68 tomorrow at about 5 o'clock our time or so. We've got plenty of things to get into NBA-wise. The Thunder back in action tonight at New Orleans for a 7.30 tip, 6 o'clock pregame here on the Sports Animal. Lots of NFL news to get into uh, as well. Mark Rogers is at Penn Square Mall at a brand-new kiosk on behalf of Sustainable Solutions. And Mark will tell you all about those great things, uh, what they have going on out there throughout the show. This is the bottom line on 98.1 FM, WWLS, the Sports Animal. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents. We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. FM, WWLS Sports Animal, Matt Meyer, and Mark Rogers, special guest host today uh, at Penn Square Mall. He'll, on behalf of Sustainable Solutions, Mark will tell you about uh, where he is at. He's at a kiosk inside Penn Square Mall. He'll tell you his exact location and what all Sustainable Solutions can do for you uh, coming up here in about 10 minutes. So here's what we have coming up on the show today. Coming up at the top of the hour, we are going to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. That is because Oklahoma City is in New Orleans tonight to take on the Pelicans for a 7.30 tip. 6 o'clock Oklahoma Men's Clinic Thunder forecast today uh, with Gideon and Bobby and then Matt Pinto's call at 7.30. Thunder at New Orleans, one of the many teams with whom they are competing to make the Western Conference playoffs. And uh, we're going to talk with Gus Kattengell, who uh, hosts the Sports Hangover on ESPN Radio in New Orleans from noon to 3. 
He is also the uh, radio studio host for Pelicans basketball on the Pelicans radio network. So we'll talk with him about the, uh, about the uh, Pelicans. And also, um, there have been a lot that has happened since, the, since then, but uh, New Orleans has found themselves a quarterback in Derek Carr, the former Raiders quarterback. We'll ask him about the Saints and uh, that signing of Derek Carr and what else they want to get accomplished uh, during the offseason. Coming up at about 1225, Emmanuel Rivera will join us. What an amazing pay-per-view we saw last week with the um, just incredible return of John Jones. There's no other way to say it. He's the best that's ever uh, fought uh, in mixed martial arts. I don't know how anybody could dispute that at this point. Um, he won the heavyweight championship in very short order, defeating Cyril Gaon. And we also had a massive upset uh, for one of the women's championships as uh, Valentina Shevchenko uh, falls um, falls and loses her championship there. So we'll talk about that. Uh, there's plenty of other MMA news to get into, so we'll do that with the man coming up at about 12.25. Matt Ravis today from 1 to 3 has the bottom line. He will be at Tractor Bob's, which is at 9701 Northwest Expressway in Yukon, just down the street from us. Get out and see Matt Ravis at Tractor Bob's today from 1 until 3. Just the tip with Q-Tip from 3 until 5. An abbreviated version of Sports Animal Live with Sam Humphreys today from 5 until 6. And at 6 o'clock, we begin pregame coverage for Thunder and Pelican. So here's what we're getting into right now on the bottom line. The question I've thrown out there, what do you consider reasonable expectations for Oklahoma State basketball? Um, on the Sports Animal Twitter feed, powered by Mr. Electric, Daryl Johnson chimes in and says says several things. Uh, NCAA tournament, seven or eight out of ten years, top five seed occasionally. Top half of the conference most years. Have a top-level player in the conference once every five years. No losing record at all. Don't be a stepping stone job. Fill the arena for Bedlam. Get the state's top recruit most of the time. Mark, I agree with most of this. I think this is very reasonable uh, for a program like Oklahoma State. I will say this, I'm not sure that Oklahoma State can ever get to a point where if you do a great job at Oklahoma State, there's not going to be a Kansas or a Kentucky looking at you. So I guess it kind of depends on how you define stepping stone job. You know, um, I, I think Oklahoma State can be a very good program, and I completely agree with what you said, Mark. Same thing goes with OU, too. We're just talking about OSU since, um, you know, they're you know, still playing. Um, Oklahoma State can be a very good job. But the fact is the vast majority of their success have come under two Hall of Fame coaches. Um, I, I don't know that Oklahoma State will ever not be a stepping stone job from the standpoint if you do a good job at OSU or do a real good job at OSU, you could – get the attention of you know one of the absolute blue bloods the only other thing i would say about what daryl said mark is get the state's top recruit most of the time ideally you keep the best players in state mark but if you're the best player in oklahoma we've seen the best player of oklahoma in the state of oklahoma leave the state a lot um so anyway i i would slightly disagree with a couple things daryl said but for the most part I think what Daryl said is right on about what OSU, uh, what, what reasonable expectations are for Oklahoma State basketball. Well, there's only about, what, six jobs, five jobs in the country that wouldn't be considered a stepping stone job. I mean, people yes. leave really, really good jobs all the time for a better job. Um, so you build a job and then you don't become a stepping stone job. I mean, and then you have to pay salary commensurate with the job that somebody's done. Mm-hmm. So if you go in there and like Texas Tech, man, they went to the final four. 
and they've got NIL money, and they've got boosters, and they've got fans, and they've got all that stuff. But Texas came in and stole a girl, you know. So um, I think that y- you can't worry about being a stepping stone job. It's up to you to kind of pay that. Um, there's some good coaches out there. There's some good young coaches out there. I think you have to also find a fit. Um, uh, but right now, if I'm hiring a basketball coach, the one thing that I'm I'm trying to do and I'm looking to do is I'm going to find somebody that knows how to operate in this NIL world, that knows how to operate in as far as, as finding players because after this next year, I think you'll probably have uh, the one year of college eligibility removed from NBA draft requirements. So if a guy's really, really good in Oklahoma, might not ever go to college. Uh, so you can lose him to the NBA. Uh, I, I, I just think that's... You know, I think seven out of ten years NCAA tournament, that's fair. I do, too. That's fair. Um, and the Big 12 with Kansas in there and some other schools. Look at Baylor. They got a terrible arena mm-hmm. in Baylor. They're building a new one so they can show some blueprints. Not much oh, tradition probably at all at Baylor. Trot out some blueprints. Right. Yeah. Oklahoma State doesn't need that. They've got a, a grunt campus arena. Right. So Baylor made a commitment to winning. Um, you know, and I don't know if you want to get into parsing exactly what that was, but they made mm-hmm. a commitment to winning. I don't know that Scott Drew is the best coach in the country, but he hasn't taken another job. So they did lose Mulkey to LSU. Um, but uh, I, I think that you, it, it's not hard to try to model Baylor or Texas Tech and say, we got a lot more going for us than those two programs. We should be able to reach that level. I, I agree with all of that, and I think you hit on something really interesting, Mark, and I don't think this just goes to college basketball necessarily. Each sport is different. It's hard to compare, you know, uh, the, the job of a head basketball coach to a head football coach but I completely 100% agree with you the fact is uh, whether whether the coaches and the administrators or other people like it or not we are living in the age of NIL and the transfer portal and trust me I you know we work with Pat Jones every single day and and I can't begin to tell you what he thinks of all that stuff the fact is whether people like it or not it's here. It's a part of college athletics. And if coaches and players out there, or well, if coaches, I should say, coaches and administrators, if they don't realize that and if they don't get in the game on that, they're going to get left behind. I completely agree with what you just said, Mark. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, every job, I don't care what job you're talking about, forget sports, in life, there, there's, there's parts of every job that, you know, you'd rather not do, you'd rather not have to deal with this person, you'd rather not have to go about things this way. But the fact of the matter is sometimes you got to do things that you may not agree with or you may not want to do because if you don't, you're going to get lapped. And uh, and frankly, I think, you know, I don't know if it's this way with Porter Mosier, but I, I think with the OU basketball program, I'm, I'm not so sure that uh, – They've gotten in the game when it comes to NIL. I, I, I'm trying to put that delicately. Um, uh, let's they see. Haven't. Yeah, I, they I, I, I think you're exactly right. Um, okay, uh, another tweet coming in at Sports Animal. Sports Animal Twitter feed powered by Mr. Electric from Justin Wessel. Uh, tweets me personally, Bluto51. Appreciate it, Justin. Do you think Oklahoma State regrets not considering Doug Gottlieb for the head coaching position? A guy who's made it in the tournament and most importantly cares about Oklahoma State athletics. Well, Mark, I'll give my opinion, and I'll let you give yours because you're going to have more knowledge about that situation. Hold, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me give mine real quick. Go first. ahead. Absolutely not. Go ahead. I, I agree with that. Uh, that's put very succinctly. I, I'll, I'll add on to that. First of all, I'll say I don't think, I don't think they didn't not consider him. I, I mean, it's my understanding he went up there for an interview, did he not? 
Yes. So I, I, I think Doug was in, you know, it depends on how you define in consideration. I mean, that can be, you know, however you define that. But I don't think it's that they didn't consider him. But, uh, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't think they should have hired Doug. And if they made a decision to move on from Boynton, which I don't necessarily think they should do, um, I, I don't know that Doug should be first in line for that job. Um, look, I've always gotten along with Doug. And, Mark, you've talked with him way more than me over the years. But the fact of the matter is Doug has very little, to, you know, very little coaching experience. I know he's worked with – you know, some, some national teams and things like that. But, you know, at the Division One level, Mark, he, he's never coached. So I, I just I, – no, I, I, I personally don't think Oklahoma State should regret um, not hiring him. I, I do think he was under somewhat consideration. I don't think you interview for the job if you're not in somewhat under consideration. But um, – Anyway, uh, I, th- I think you and I are uh, are in agreement there. We want to hear from you, 405-900-9957 on the uh, Lucky Star Line, Trade Pro Seat and Air Text Nation Line, six two, or actually the same number now, 405-900-9957, at Sports Animal on Twitter. Uh, Mark, what's going on? Now, sustainable solutions. Now, you were telling us about some machine that can turn uh, gas into water or, or remove the water out of the gas or whatever. Now, tell me more about that and what else they have going on today at Penn Square Mall. It, it, it can make two and a half gallons of high pH water out of the atmosphere in 24 hours. So it, it's like turn the machine on, and then in 24 hours, you got two and a half gallons of high pH water that's good for you and they've got all kinds of great technology that's been developed that can do different things uh, that can help around your house can help you save on energy costs and so when you come to Penn Square Mall make sure you stop by the kiosk uh, right here it's in between J Crew, Chico's is on the other side Love Oki is there uh, and you can learn about all these new neat gadgets like I said I mean utilities uh, energy is going up I about died when I saw you know how much the electric bill is and how much money was made uh, by certain utility companies uh, this day and age, and people should be probably pretty fired up about that. So if you want to come figure out how you can uh, use some of these new interesting uh, technological advancements around your house to save yourself a lot of money, to make yourself healthier, give you a better quality of life, this is the place to do it here at Sustainable Solutions. We're going to talk high school basketball next because that's where Mark has been focused for the last two weeks. Uh, There was a big showdown in 4A last night that uh, we'll ask Mark about and get his thoughts on what else is going on. This is Championship Saturday here in the state of Oklahoma for high school basketball. If you're in town to watch some games, not normally in Oklahoma City, hope you're enjoying the show today. And we'll be live and local all day long with uh, talk shows and then Thunder Basketball beginning at 6. More from Mark Rogers coming up live from Penn Square Mall on behalf of Sustainable Solutions. Coming up next here on The Bottom Line, 90. 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports and Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Animal.
15 minutes away from previewing the Thunder's opponent tonight. That would be the New Orleans Pelicans. As uh, we're going to speak with Gus Kattengill of, uh, of ESPN Radio in New Orleans, 100.3 FM. Also works on the New Orleans Pelicans radio broadcast. So we'll talk with Gus about uh, the foe tonight for the Thunders. They're back in action tonight, 7.30 tip in New Orleans, 6 o'clock pregame here on the Sports Animal with the Oklahoma Men's Clinic Thunder forecast. We'll also ask him about the Saints, who apparently have found their quarterback in Derek Carr. And I also saw that they have asked Jameis Winston to restructure his contract, which I can understand that if you're bringing in somebody else to start for you. So we'll talk about uh, the Pelicans and the Saints with Gus uh, Gus Kattengill coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, about uh, 40 minutes from now, we'll catch up with Emmanuel Rivera talk about uh, uh, John Jones's huge win last week. Looks like it's going to be uh, him against Stipe Miocic coming up probably. If I had to guess, I would say I'd peg that for July in Las Vegas, International Fight Week. Just a hunch. We'll, we'll see when that is made. There's also a uh, another fighter coming out of retirement, and uh, his fight has been uh, former champion of two divisions, and his fight has been um, – officially scheduled we'll talk with e-man about that and much more coming up at twelve twenty-five. matt meyer and mark rogers with us here today on the bottom line 98.1 fm wws a sports animal before we uh, get caught up on high school basketball with mark around the state as we are in championship weekend for the bigger classes in the state of oklahoma sad news out of the nfl today bud grant uh former head coach of the minnesota vikings um who in his nfl time went 158 96 and 5 um, uh, as an NFL head coach, also was very successful in the Canadian Football League, won four champions championships in the CFL, went to four Super Bowls as a head coach in the NFL, wasn't able to win any of those. Bud Grant passes away today at 95 years old. Mark, I, had, uh, I don't know if I ever knew that he was actually drafted by the Minneapolis Lakers. And the NBA and the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles was drafted uh, in uh, in both the NBA and the NFL. He attended the University of Minnesota, uh, where he lettered in football, basketball, and baseball. Um, was actually a member of the Lakers 1949 and 50 uh, NBA championship team. I, I don't think I ever knew that. Uh, didn't uh, didn't do a whole lot in the NBA. Went on to an incredible career in pro football. So sad to see that Bud Grant passes away at the age of 95 the minnesota vikings have announced that um high school basketball uh okay so let's let's talk about the game i believe mark you were at because i don't think you were sure when you were going to get out of the parking lot last night at yukon high school uh douglas in one of the 4a semifinals defeats kingfisher i know this was a big one douglas has only lost one game all year long and that was to uh, 6a's uh, putnam city north i believe taking on a very good kingfisher program a very low-scoring game, but I guess a highly competitive game. Douglas wins 31-29 to in overtime. Uh, tell us about what happened last night. That game was at UConn High, is that right? Yeah, it was at UConn. It was a doubleheader last night at UConn. Of the boy- they, they had four 4A games there yesterday, and the crowds at UConn were awesome. Uh, Bethany and Tuttle played a girls' game in which uh, Bethany won. Uh, that The arena was full at that time. It was jam-packed at five for the crossings christian weatherford game Mm -hmm. and then just as packed for the douglas kingfisher game um big credit to weatherford they played one of their best games of the year they're very 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 good uh and they came out and played man-to-man against crossings christian and just took the life out of their offense they really didn't have any good looks in the first half and they have some good players furnish is a um, a six-foot guard that can really score. Um, but 
he did not get shots in the first half, and Weatherford was ahead 28-9 to at half. They had a couple banked-in shots um, and really played, I think, close to as well as they could play. But the second half, crossings and Furnish got hot and hit some kind of Steph-like shots in the fourth quarter. And But that game was that game was over, you know, ten minutes in. Uh, so Weatherford goes on to the finals. This Kingfisher-Douglas game last night was amazing. It was an incredible game. Douglas has a very talented basketball team. And I think Steven Alexander, he's in his second year there. He's done a fantastic job. He's done a great job coaching them. Uh, they're going up against Kingfisher, who I really has one of the best high school coaches, I think, to ever coach in Oklahoma, uh, and that's Jared Reese. Um, and and I'm, I'm saying that comparing him to the greats of all time. Uh, Kingfisher has good athletes, uh, above average athletes, I think better than some people think. Uh, they, they run their offense. It's not a stall, but they run their offense, and they run a lot of cuts, and they run a lot of screens, and they get guys open for a layup and they make them. Uh, they'll get guys open for a three, but not all of them can shoot the three. The ones that can shoot the three get to take the three. So they're very, very patient on offense. They don't turn it over. They don't make mistakes on the defensive end of the floor. And so I, I think for any team, athletic, no, Douglas, whatever, it's just a challenge to Kingfisher. Um, they've lost very few games in the last five seasons. So Kingfisher has a lead late. Uh, there's a crazy kind of block charge call at the end of the game that gone easy. Didn't, to me, it looked a little bit like a block, but I couldn't see it from where I was standing. I've seen some replays uh, because the gym was so packed. But Douglas made plays when they needed to to win. They deserve the win. They're a hell of a team. Uh, Terry McMorris, I, I thought, was a little bit – he's kind of settled down to me on the floor. He's got to kind of play under more control. And he didn't do that for the first three quarters, especially in the first half. And in the fourth quarter, he really did play under control. He got to the basket. Um, he is an is one of the more athletic kids that I've ever seen. But he made some shots in the fourth quarter. Had one at the end of regulation that was, I, I can't tell you how far down into the basket that it went before it popped out that would have won the game without overtime. Um, Landry Ballard, their guard, uh, sophomore kid, also not very good in the first half. Um, was forcing the tempo was taking some bad shots. He hit two huge shots down the stretch, uh, and the one that eventually won him the game. So, But it was one of those where you – it was just – some people might not like it because, again, it was low scoring, and Kingfisher was running their offense, trying to get the shots that were best for them. Um, Douglas was frustrated by that. Uh, but you, I think you have to appreciate the greatness that it took to do what Douglas did, uh, the greatness that it did to do what Kingfisher did, and um, 31-29 in overtime – that says it all. It's about as, as good as it could get. So, uh, Weatherford Douglas today, that 4A boys game. It's the 8:31 tonight. I'll be broadcasting that on NFHS.com if you want to watch it. I think it's a 10, 10 bucks or something like that. You can uh, stream the games all day. But that um, that game tonight will be really good. Douglas has got um, again across the board really good talent, young kids that are going to uh, be a force in the next couple of years. Weatherford also has some young kids. Uh, they're six six. Uh, at four different spots in the starting lineup, including uh, C.J. Nixon, who's a sophomore and is going to be one of the top football recruits in the country in the class of 2025. And to me, I think he's uh, – I would pick basketball if I were him. I, I just think he's got an incredible skill set at 6'7". So it um, will be one of the more – one of the better 4A championships we've seen in a long time. Uh, one other note, um, uh, Millwood won today. They yep. won the 3A championship, so they repeat. 
Uh, Millwood boys. Jaden Nickens at Millwood is another. This, I mean, he has the type of athletic ability that is not does not come very often. So he played football for one year. He's got an OU offer, I think, already um, as a wide receiver. He's six two. He has the type of explosiveness that you. I don't know. Like I said, it's it's once every five or ten years you see a kid that can do the things he can with his leaping ability and his quickness. So uh, congratulations to Millwood, and uh, good job by them. Really, Coach Jeffries has done a a really, really good job with that team, so they went back-to-back. And they win 17th state championship, which is one more than Booker T. No one's ever won more uh, in the boys' division in Oklahoma. So stop me if you've heard this before. The Millwood boys win a state championship. Uh, It has happened quite often in their history. They beat Metro Christian this morning, 56-53. to In 5A, and again, looking at the boys here, Dell City got after Tulsa Memorial last night, 56-35. to In in 5A, they're going to take on... Uh, their crosstown rival, I believe, and Carl Albert, who beat Holland Hall last night, 51-39. to So, um, Mark, I believe that's the 5A final, Dell City and Carl Albert. And then in 6A, um, terrific game between Edmund North and Choctaw. You know, Choctaw beat Moore, which I didn't really enjoy, but they did. And congratulations to them on th- on uh, Thursday night with an amazing ending. Uh, a kid for Choctaw hit a, a, a three to tie the game. And then a Choctaw kid, I don't know if it was the same kid or not, might have been, but uh, stepped in front, uh, intercepted a, um, a pass and hit a layup at the buzzer in overtime to defeat Moore uh, in just a thrilling ending on Thursday. They went to overtime again last night with Edmund North, the defending champions in 6A. And Edmund North beat them 65-61. Edmund North is going to take on Broken Arrow, who that must, that must have been some kind of a game yesterday, beating Owasso 50-49. to So I, I know in 6A, a couple of terrific games. Uh, you talked about how good the uh, the Douglas Kingfisher game was. So a uh, lot, really a lot of good high school hoops going on. And the Edmund North, I know the, uh, the 6A game, Edmund North Broken Arrow is, I believe, tonight at 7 at Lloyd Noble uh, in 6A boys. Um, now, when and where is that Douglas Weatherford game again, Mark? State Fair. 8.30. Fairgrounds, 8.30 tonight. tonight. Okay, gotcha. And you're right. Ten, yeah, the, uh, ten bucks for that streaming service is aw- is awesome. That's a that's an incredible deal if you want to sit around and watch high school hoops all day. The um, the Broken Arrow Edmund North game is one that we've been waiting on all year, man. They haven't played. It's 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 basically one versus Arrow has one loss on the year. They almost got beat by Owasso. Their one loss last night in the semifinals. Edmund North almost got beat by Choctaw last night. They're the defending champs. Uh, Dylan Warlick, um, really good player, is, is a really good player. Yeah, there as a is. junior, and uh, uh, Tio Barnett is an, another, you know, out of that same mold of athlete, just a super, super incredible athlete. So, um, you know, it's those games will all be fun to watch. By the way, the Edmund North girls are also playing for a state championship today. I believe they're playing Norman High, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, matter of fact, I know they are uh, in in the six A girls Edmund North. Going against Norman. Mark Rogers is hanging out at Penn Square Mall today. We appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule to be a part of the show today. And he's at a, a, a kiosk for a brand new uh, uh, entity called Sustainable Solutions, Mark. Tell everybody what the, that great company is all about. Well, it's awesome technology. They've got great displays. If you're bringing your kids to the mall, you can come by here and really teach them about how technology works when it comes to cleansing the air. There's all kinds of resources that were put into that, of course, with covid and there are ways that you can make your environment a lot safer around you, not only from COVID, but from different diseases, from just toxins that are in the air. And again, the, the, the more 
you know, you rely on traditional electricity and traditional utility services, uh, you might not be getting what you're paying for. I mean, a, a lot of that money, I don't know where it goes, but it's ridiculous, the cost of that. So uh, stop by the kiosk here. It's in between uh, J. Crew, in between Chico's, Penn Square Mall, and uh, they can show you some demonstrations. And, again, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you hooked up with one of these machines, Matt, that makes the water out of air. I am highly interested. Uh, Turn in- it on, two and a half gallons of high pH water. Makes your system run better. So, I'm I'm, I'm interested in this. You don't have to worry about you know buying bottled water or buying the expensive kind of water in the stores and stuff like that to drink. This is a, a great deal for you. Well, the Thunder back in action tonight, uh, 7.30 in New Orleans. We're going to talk about the uh, opponents for Oklahoma City, the New Orleans Pelicans coming up next, and we will do so with Gus Kattengill, who not only hosts the Sports Hangover on ESPN Radio in New Orleans each and every uh, day from noon to 3. He is also the Radio Network studio host for New Orleans Pelicans basketball. We'll preview Oklahoma City and New Orleans tonight to begin our number two of the bottom line next on 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports animal. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kamal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. 